the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. There is a piece in Gatestone, the Gatestone Institute. I, they're one of the greatest sources of information in the world. You should all go to it and support it. Gatestone Institute. It's not an ad. They don't even know I'm saying this. Well, maybe they do, but it's not an ad. So they have a piece today titled Erase and Criminalize. There is a concerted effort to tar every Trump supporter with the brush of capital mob protester. That is a lie. It is a deliberate and malicious lie. It is a plan to intimidate and silence. That is what is exactly happening now. And that's why I read to you the Forbes editor yesterday uh, who said that uh, all the secretaries, uh, all the press secretaries that served under Donald Trump, none of them uh, should be allowed to uh, appear on television or be published. They should be silenced. They, they want every one of you who supports or supported the president uh, to uh, be persona non grata in American society. These people are totalitarian. We're, we're undergoing the beginning of a cultural revolution, weeding out all dissenting thought. That's right. If you don't support the left, then you are going to be in some way silenced. People already know that. That's why people are afraid to speak up on the Internet. You speak up on the Internet, there is a good chance you won't be able to speak up on the Internet. You will lose your Twitter account. I spoke to Eric Metaxas, my colleague and friend, and he is uh, he has an on uh, on again off again relationship with Twitter. Eric Metaxas, the author of the worldwide best-selling biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the Protestant minister who didn't go along with the Nazis. He was a German, and he was ultimately shot, or although I don't remember, I think shot by them. This uh, this Christian uh, decent man is uh, uh, is shut down periodically by uh, Twitter until he's shut down permanently. If you want to do a conservative Twitter, excuse me, libertarian Twitter, just a free Twitter, Parler started that, and then Amazon shut them down. These uh, unprecedentedly unprecedentedly wealthy men are all leftists, with with very few exceptions. The man who just died this week, Sheldon Adelson, is an exception, for example. I was just on Newt Gingrich's podcast right before this show. He asked me about Sheldon Adelson. I was very touched. Adelson paid all of his employees through the entire lockdown in Vegas. How many uh, how many leftists did that? Leftists are ruining your business. 
it's amazing as our civil liberties are shut down unconstitutionally, unscientifically. In California, where I live, it's now approaching a year, a year, that restaurants cannot function. There was a two-month or so period when they could have outdoor dining. Has it uh, has it in any way helped the uh, stem the virus? I don't believe it has helped one iota. But they, you can't argue with them because what they say is, if you stop the lockdown, the deaths are because you stopped the lockdown. But then, if you point out, yeah, but look at how many died during lockdown. They say, well, you know how many more would have died if there were no lockdown. <laughs> so. It's not, there's no way to argue. I have said, as you know, all of my life, the left is totalitarian. I know that when I said it, people thought I was engaging in hyperbole. They don't think so now. Liberals are just the useful idiots of the left. Liberals are not totalitarian, but they vote totalitarian. There's no more unself-aware person in America than the nice, sweet, intelligent liberal. They vote for the most anti-liberal party in American history, the current Democratic Party. And now, if you supported the president in any way, you are uh, verbally tarred and feathered. Their anger that you had the audacity to not vote left. This this cannot go unpunished. So now they're having hearings with uh, with what is it? A week to go in the presidency. Is this is the absurdity of it is only matched by its meanness. It's uh, that's why it's done. It's a vendetta. They had hundreds, if not thousands, of riots destructive deaths of many, the burning of buildings, the burning of businesses, the burning of restaurants, the burning of police cars. Nothing! Their response from the left was nothing. Their response from the left was, don't arrest anybody. And then they have the audacity to use the capital mob as their Reichstag fire. The parallel is almost perfect. Uh, now, the now, do we have a live feed from Washington to hear? I, I I haven't heard any of this. Let's see what it's like in in the House of Representatives. Well, all we hear is background chatter. Uh, the good old days when all you would hear was background chatter from Congress. All right, it's not, uh, you could turn that off, Sean, because that's not riveting, <laughs> to be to be precise. Well, all right, 1-8-Prager-776 uh, is uh, the number. To uh, If you have your own story of being uh, shut down, that would be... Uh, unfortunately important for people to hear. Uh, There is no institution at this time that I can think of 
wherein an American is free to say is conservative beliefs. They have done it. They have taken over everything. Not talk radio, or at least not yet, although Cumulus has announced that none of its hosts, and that includes, uh, let's see, who who does that include? Does that include uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, Mark Levin? We'll uh, get, uh, the the names will be... uh, the names will be very uh, interesting, but some of the uh, the most uh, widely listened to people in radio are, uh, are, are being told you will be fired if you uh, say that you don't believe the last election was, uh, was determined fairly. That's astonishing. So for three years, the entire left, CNN, New York Times, could perpetrate the the clear lie that the the Trump campaign colluded with Russia that was fine but if you say I I think that there may have been cheating I mean would a Democrat cheat I mean let, let's be isn't that silly the very notion that Democrats would cheat to get their people elected I said from the beginning I was agnostic and the reason I'm agnostic is that uh the anomalies of the election demand some sort of explanation. I, I just have to go with what seems probable and what seems less probable. First president in 150 years to get more votes than he got the first time and lose. That's an anomaly. 19 counties in the country are considered to be bellwether counties counties that tell you what the national election will determine. And he won, the president did, 18 of the 19 counties. That's an anomaly to win those counties, nearly every single one, just but one, and lose. He won Florida and Ohio. It's exceedingly rare to win those states and lose the election. So there there are many others. So let's see, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, and others. They are being told, you can't talk about this. I am blessed to work for Salem Radio, which does not give me directives on what to say. one prager 776 is the number. This is a, this is a, very, a very bad time in American history. We must disengage from these institutions. I'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 500 
800-500-8384. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. No, you're not alone. It's amazing. The left-wing-induced tension in the United States. I told you it's the it, it's a tsunami of chaos that they create. Such a wonderful place. Such a, it had such great employment. I mean, so many wonderful things were happening. But if people are happy, they don't make revolutions. It's one of the reasons the left is is anti-happy. There's another reason they're not happy. There are no happy leftists. There are happy liberals. The miserable love company. It's it's a truly destructive force. It's been that way since Lenin and, and the Bolsheviks in 1917. It's a very serious crisis in this country, my friends. And uh, the first thing that I, I appeal to you is, A, don't despair. I am certainly not despairing. Number two is you must you must find kindred spirits. Number three, you must disengage from the institutions to the best of your ability. And that the, the first place to start is to take your kids out of schools that indoctrinate them into hatred. They're now they're now hatred inducing institutions. They uh, you hate whites, you hate America, you hate liberty. Uh, it, it's uh, it's a terrible thing that I'm advising you because it's a difficult thing. It's it's much I mean, life is much more complex if you have to supervise your child's education. However, when there's no choice, there is no choice. That's that's what you have to understand. Also understand that they they shut us down because they don't debate. That's why People need to understand only people afraid of other thoughts shut down other thoughts. The average New York Times columnist is is a fool, is 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 an empty bag of of words. They won't debate. I'll I'll fly anywhere in the world to debate uh, the New York Times columnists. Let any let any of the black leftists debate Larry Elder. Let's have that on YouTube. I mean, there are so many of us. Of course, they won't debate. If uh, Ibram Kendi, who's disgraced the Ellie Wiesel chair at the at uh, Boston University, it's a disgrace that it went from Wiesel to this hater. Why doesn't he debate? He would never debate. They shut us down because they can't debate. It's not based on reason. It's not based on morality. It's based on emotion, and the emotion is bring down America. Bring down that which succeeds. In my book, Why the Jews, I have a chapter on anti-Americanism as a parallel. This is written a long time ago. A parallel to anti-Semitism. The pe- people hated the Jews because the, the Jews created a, a high quality of life, generally speaking. Same with America. America created a high quality of life, pe- and it's hated for it. 
the left hates the the when the most religious country of the of the Western democracies of the of the highly developed Western democracies is successful, where the most capitalist is successful, they hate capitalism and religion. Let's hear for a moment. They're reading the votes. Let's hear the reading. Have the sole power of impeachment, and that the president shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other crimes and misdemeanors. Further, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution prohibits any person who has engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States from holding any office under the United States in his conduct while President of the United States and in violation of his constitutional oath faithfully to execute the office of the President of the United States and to the best of his ability preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States and in violation of his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed, Donald John Trump engaged in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence against the government of the United States in that on January 6, 2021, pursuant to the 12th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, the House of Representatives, and the Senate met at the United States Capitol for a joint session of Congress to count the votes of the Electoral College. In the months preceding the joint session, President Trump repeatedly issued false statements asserting that the presidential election results were the product of widespread fraud and should not be accepted by the American people or certified by state or federal officials. Shortly before the joint session commenced, President Trump addressed a crowd at the Ellipse in Washington, D.C. There, he reiterated false claims that we won this election and we won it by a landslide. He also willfully made statements that, in context, encouraged and foreseeably resulted in lawless action at the Capitol. Why don't they Such mention as, what those Go ahead, not go ahead. going to have a country anymore. Thus incited by President Trump, Amazing. members of the crowd he had addressed, in an attempt to, among other objectives, interfere with the joint session's solemn constitutional duty to certify the results of the 2020 presidential election, unlawfully breached and vandalized the Capitol, injured and killed law enforcement personnel, menaced members of Congress, the Vice President, and congressional personnel and engaged in other violent, deadly, destructive, and sedacious acts. President Trump's conduct on January 6, 2021, followed his prior efforts to subvert and obstruct the certification of the results of the 2020 presidential election. Those prior efforts included a phone call on January 2, 2021, during which President Trump urged the Secretary of State of Georgia Brad Raffensperger to find enough votes to overturn the Georgia presidential election results and threatened Secretary Raffensperger if he failed to do so. In all of this, President Trump gravely endangered the security of the United States and its institutions of government. He threatened the integrity of the democratic system, interfered with the peaceful transition of power, and imperiled a co-equal branch of government. He thereby betrayed his trust as president to the manifest injury of the people of the United States. Wherefore, Donald John Trump, by such conduct, has demonstrated that he will remain a threat to the national security, democracy, and the Constitution if allowed to remain in office, and has acted in a manner grossly incompatible with self-governance and the rule of law. 
Donald John Trump thus warrants impeachment and trial, removal from office, and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. Okay, you heard it. Now we have the timing was perfect. We will return in a moment. I'd like to hear what you have to say as well. I'm Dennis Prager. This is the Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Thank you for uh, being with me. I'd like to point out again that we go from hysteria to hysteria in this country, thanks to the left. There is a pathologic element, many pathologic elements to the left. They are the drama queens. Many of your families have a drama queen. They are unhappy if there is no turmoil. That is the left. They are unhappy if there is no turmoil. She just said mother, grandmother, grandmother? Nancy Pelosi? One of the first Italian Americans to serve in the Congress. And I stand here before you today as the noblest of things, a citizen of the United States of America. Which we're about to give 11 million with people With my voice who came in and my vote, way. with a plea to all of you, Democrats and Republicans, I ask you to search your souls and answer these questions. Is the president's war on democracy in keeping with the Constitution? Who's making war on Were his words like an the insu- insu- insurrectionary... Mob, a high crime and misdemeanor. Do we not have the duty to our oath to do all we constitutionally can to protect our nation and our democracy from the appetites and ambitions of a man who has self-evidently demonstrated that he is a vital threat to liberty, to self-government, and to the rule okay, of law? Okay, all right, it's enough. It's, it's enough because it, it is truly entering another universe. Who is the threat to liberty? The Democratic Party, the left, the, the social media tech companies? How has Donald Trump in any way suppressed liberty? Name one way. The threat to liberty is entirely from the left because the left loathes liberty. With liberty, they fail. Because then people are free to point out the vile ideas for which they stand. They hate liberty. Since the French Revolution to the Russian Revolution to the leftist revolution now, they've always hated liberty. How has he suppressed liberty? How do any Republicans suppress liberty? Republicans basically want to leave people alone. Sounds so unsexy, right? Leave people alone. Just a year ago, before the the lockdown, this this horrendous, irrational, unconstitutional deprivation of liberty, this country was sailing along in such such good straits. I mean, things under, under Donald Trump, the man of the crazy tweets, so many good things were happening. The American economy was in such a a terrific state, the lowest unemployment rate ever recorded for black America. Crime was down. Middle East peace was breaking out uh, against all the experts' predictions. Oh, if you move the embassy 
from Tel, Tel, from Tel Aviv, right? It'll cause worldwide eruptions. Let's hear Jim Jordan. Four years ago on Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2017, 19 minutes into President Trump's administration, at 12.19 p.m., the Washington Post headline was, Campaign to Impeach President Trump Has Begun. And now with just one week, uh, week left, they're still trying. In seven days, there will be a peaceful transfer of power, just like there has been every other time in our country. But Democrats are going to impeach President Trump again. This doesn't unite the country. There's no way this helps the nation deal with the tragic and terrible events of last week that we all condemn. And Republicans have been consistent. We've condemned all the violence all the time. We condemned it last summer. We condemned it last week. We should be focused on bringing the nation together. Instead, Democrats are going to impeach the president for a second time, one week, one week before he leaves office. Why? Why? Politics and the fact that they want to, they want to cancel the president. The president who cut taxes, the president who reduced regulations, the president prior to COVID had the greatest economy, lowest unemployment in 50 years, Just the president who got us out of the Iran deal, put the embassy in Jerusalem, brought hostages home from North Korea, put three great justices on the Supreme Court, gave us a new NAFTA agreement, the Abraham Accords, the COVID vaccine, and who built the wall. It's about politics. That's right. This is about getting the president of the United States. They spied on his campaign before he was elected. 19 minutes into his presidency, they started the impeachment push. Three-year Mueller investigation, 19 lawyers, 40 agents, 500 witnesses, 2,500 subpoenas, $40 million to find nothing. Impeachment round one based on an anonymous whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge who was biased against the president and who worked for Joe Biden. And now it's impeachment round two. It's always yeah. been about getting the president no matter so what. That is so good. It's an obsession. An obsession That's that is right. now broadened. That's right. Oh, did Jim Jordan knock it out of the park? Oh, God. <laughs> now we have another another prize, Gerald Nadler. About whip, whipping up the uh, his supporters, the president, into a frenzy. These are the people who whip people into frenzies. With the Trump campaign. Mr. Speaker, Madam Speaker, I have faith in the resiliency of our government. We will bring the rioters to justice. Their accomplices in this House will be held responsible. But today, we must focus on the gravest threat first. President Trump, who incited this riot and who remains a grave danger to the nation. As we warned He's a the grave Senate, danger to the left. <clears throat> when we tried him for his first impeachment, President Trump has made clear in word and deed, that he will persist in such conduct if he, if he is not removed from power. He poses a continuing threat to our nation, to the integrity of our elections, and to our democratic order. He must not remain in power one moment longer. Not one moment longer. The danger is too great. We must impeach. I reserve the balance of my time. Gentleman reserves the balance of his time. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. I would yield two minutes to the gentleman from uh, California, Mr. McClellan. The gentleman from California is recognized for two minutes. The gentleman from California three, is three, recognized three. for two minutes. We'll go. 
Four minutes. Excuse me. It's hard to recognize with the man. The gentleman so from I Ohio, in control issue. of the time on that side of the aisle, wishes to yield four minutes to the gentleman from California. Correct? Yes. The gentleman from California is recognized for four minutes. Thank you, Madam Speaker. You know, I didn't like the president's speech on January 6th either. I thought he was wrong to assert that the vice president in Congress can pick and choose which electoral votes to count. He was wrong to set such a confrontational tone in a politically tense situation. But what did he actually say? Right. His exact words were, quote, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, unquote. That's right. That's impeachable? Yes. That's called freedom of speech. Now, he also threatened to oppose candidates in future elections. And by the way, that was directed at Republicans like me who'd resolved to uphold the constitutional process and protect the Electoral College. Well, so what? That's called politics. If we impeached every politician who gave a fiery speech to a crowd of partisans, this Capitol would be deserted. That's what the president did. That is all he did. He specifically told the crowd to protest peacefully and patriotically. And the vast majority of them did. But every movement has a lunatic fringe. Suppressing free speech is not the answer. Holding rioters accountable for their actions is the answer. And we are. And if we prosecuted BLM and Antifa rioters across the country with the same determination these last six months, this incident may not have happened at all. Wow. Now, short of declaring war, the power of impeachment is the most solemn and consequential act that Congress can take. To use it in this manner, in the heat of the moment, with no hearings, no due process, many members phoning in their votes after a hastily called debate exactly one week before a new president is to take office, trivializes this power to the point of caricature. The Democrats have won everything in sight, the House, the Senate, and the presidency. In a republic, that calls for magnanimity by the victors. Only in a banana republic does it call for vengeance. Benjamin Franklin warned us that passion governs. And she never governs wisely. In our passions this week, we've set some dangerous new precedents that will haunt us for years to come. Yesterday, we redefined intemperate speech as a physical incapacity requiring removal from office. Today, we define it as a high crime and misdemeanor. Well, the moment any member of this body gives an impassioned speech and the lunatic fringe of their movement takes license from it, be prepared to answer to this new precedent that we established today. Now, I could cite plenty of provocative speeches made by Democrats that directly preceded violence this summer, but we've already had enough of that. You know, after 600,000 Americans had perished in the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln appealed to the better angels of our nature. He said, with malice toward none, with charity for all, let us bind up the nation's wounds. Those words were so important to the unity of our nation, they're inscribed in marble at the Lincoln Memorial. 
I cannot think of a more petty, vindictive, and gratuitous act than to impeach an already defeated president a week before he is to leave office. President-elect Biden's promise to heal the nation becomes a hollow mockery in the harsh reality of this unconstitutional uh, act. God help our country. The gentleman from Ohio reserves. The gentleman from New York is recognized. And now yield one minute to the gentlelady from California, Ms. Lofgren. The gentlewoman from California is recognized for one minute. Madam Speaker, I'm the only member of Congress who's been involved in all three of the last presidential impeachments. Those were long proceedings. Today, we don't need a long investigation to know the president incited right-wing terrorists to attack the Congress to try to overturn constitutional government. The actions were in public. Okay. All right. All right. We've had enough. That mob was overturning the government. I condemned them so quickly that I think it, it took me a matter of minutes. They disgraced our cause. But to say they were overturning the government, posing for stupid pictures, sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. <laughs> if that's a grave threat to the United States as being as it is being portrayed, then the United States is very secure. These are the people who said nothing all summer with the really, really serious riots. The Dennis Prager Show. I'm still, uh, I'm still floating, levitating from Jim Jordan and Tom McClintock. Now we have, uh, say it again. Oh, Louis Gomert. Let's hear him. Called enemies of the state. Those are all quotes from our speaker. Now, on our side, we didn't take those to be impeachable because we we didn't believe. She surely meant that. But by the Democrats taking this action, you're telling me, no, when we say those, we actually mean to incite violence. That's what this action is saying. Look, I just looked on the History Channel. It says these words, if the Judiciary Committee, talking about impeachment, finds sufficient grounds, its members write and pass articles of impeachment, which then go to the full house for a vote. Half of all the impeachments ever conducted, ever voted for, occurred under this speaker. <laughs> You're Eight setting lines. a precedent that That's... says very clearly, because this impeachment isn't going to work, but it's, it is setting the precedent. Unlike a year ago when we said, look, it shouldn't go through intel, it should go through Judiciary Committee. Forget that. Now the message is, if you have a whim and you want to just go after a president, just go straight to the floor. No investigation, no judiciary committee. Go straight to the floor. Use it as a political weapon as you wish. This is so dangerous what you're doing. Forgetting all the precedents. Yes, we can argue back and forth, but you're using this as a weapon 
and you're destroying this little experiment in self-government in a year's time. The gentleman's time has expired. It needs the to stop. From, I yield back. The gentleman from Ohio Reserve. All right, the fine. From New York. Uh, you know, it's very important that you hear these things because you may think you're alone. You Listen, when you hear two and two is five, enough, this is not meant uh, at all hyperbolically. You start wondering, I thought it was four. The president said that they should go to the Capitol peacefully in the speech. But no, no, he's incited. He said, no, we have to fight for what we believe in. There you go. He incited a riot. The lies that are being told. And uh, that was a great point. Was it half the impeachments of whatever period been under her? They have uh, denuded every important term of its meaning. Racism is an example. Impeachment is an example. Rape is an example. The left is the, is the bad part of the human. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a trained engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain in your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day. And after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95. And you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three week quick start that's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 800-500-8384 